0: Welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. Well, Merry Christmas to you all. I don't think anyone's online. If you're online and watching, Merry Christmas to you too. What a great day. This is an amazing opportunity for us to gather uh, just a couple of quick announcements. There is a photo wall outside if you want to get some family photos afterwards. And uh, next Sunday, we're actually not having church. New Year's Day, um, I think people will still be sleeping in or some will be up early with the children, but uh, spend time with your family, catch up, uh, go to the beach, do something like that. But to remember, it's a, it's a great start for the life of a new year. So next Sunday, there's no service at all. Bit different. Um, yeah. You know, Christmas is one of those times that I actually love. And some years, as you get closer, you, you, you get that sense of it's Christmas. Uh, who's, who's had that sense this year? Okay, who's had it like it's Christmas Day already? How did that happen? Okay, uh, the years do that. But, you know, I look around the world and I, and I find in some circles, Christian, some Christian religious people want to carry on about some issues with Christmas. But... And they're looking for all the problems. I'd suggest that maybe we see what we choose to see. Uh, some people don't like Christmas trees, but Martin Luther saw a tree as a symbol of everlasting life. And, and I thought, well, why would he see that? And, and they looked at the aspect of tree. There's a, a couple of trees, the Great Basin, Bristol Cone. Apparently it's 4,842 years old. Wow. Who'd like to live that long? Okay, the Patagonian cypress, five thousand four hundred and eighty-four years. I think what really gets me is the sisters of the sisters olive trees of Noah. Apparently, somewhere six thousand years old. Do you realize that? That's about a hundred plus generations old. And so, if we see the tree as a symbol of everlasting life, you know, I think there's something more to it than just a tree. It's what we imagine. does that? What does that picture, what does that bring to mind? For me, Christmas brings to mind some of the th- songs we've been singing, some of the lyrical content uh, about the heartbeat of God. And uh, I, I want to appreciate those aspects of Christmas, the, the meaning of Christmas, what it's all about. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ. Maybe not his birthday, though we might sing it, but it's about his birth, that God came And you know we're in a season where it's a world that's politically incorrect in talking about Jesus. They want to kick school, kick prayer out of schools, get rid of Bible readings, and 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 some political areas they want to get the ministers or someone bringing an invocation of scripture uh, before they start services. Fortunately, our council still has that, Uh, and I, I think there's there's opportunities. But Christmas is a great opportunity for Christians. It's a time when people who would not normally give you the time to speak about this amazing gospel, that we can actually start to be a little bit more courageous and we can start talking about Jesus when normally people would only ever use the name of Jesus in vain. Christmas gives us an amazing open door, as believers to start letting people know the truth what this season really is about it's about mercy in a manger it's about God coming and walking among us Uh, I can't remember who it was but there's some popular artist years ago saying a song what if God was one of us well he was he walked among us in the flesh he Bible says in Hebrews he, he he understands every feeling and every emotion. He was touched with our infirmities and carried them. And Christmas is a time even when you know sometimes we think about maybe a funeral and family gets together, and then we always say at things like that we should we should do this over something positive. Well, Christmas is an opportunity for families to get together over something that's immensely positive and at least try and get along. And I think that's a great opportunity for us. And Christmas brings that to me. It actually gives us hope in a world that's trying to de our nation. We can talk about Christmas. We can celebrate the birth of Christ. We can talk about God's love to humanity. And I love the opportunity of seeing the things displayed. We went around and looked at Christmas lights and there was a couple there that had nativity scenes. And I thought, boy, that would be That would be politically incorrect in some situations. But at this time of the year, we can see that. We can do that. We can sometimes hear in shopping centres, not as much. I haven't been in many, thank you, Jesus, this year. (laughs) But I don't know. Often they'll play carols. And some of these great gospel truths will go through the airways of shopping centres. The danger for us as Christians is we can get so caught up in a narrow focus... That's about one moment and we forget the big picture. We forget even the picture around that one moment. Some great truths about when Jesus was conceived and born. You know, Mary's pregnancy would have been like any other pregnancy. All the pains, the heartaches, the growth, the the expectations. You know, everything would have been completely normal. There's nothing to suggest that it was any different to a normal woman's pregnancy of nine months. The supernatural aspect was how she conceived. She conceived by the Word of God. It says this in John 1.14, And the Word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. She conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Jesus, the living, eternal Word of God, stepped into humanity in the form of a baby. Jesus shows us the heartbeat of God, the humility of God that He would step out of heaven being ruler of everything, king of kings and Lord of lords, to take in humility and walk in that so he could know us, so we could know him, that we could identify with a God who says, I am not too proud to walk among the people I love. I am not too proud to lay aside all my deity, all my power to walk with them. I want to be there. It shows me the passion of God, His love, and His desire to redeem us. I don't think there's any greater love than that God would leave eternity to walk in time as a person with us. How powerful. And so Mary's heartbeat to God was this in Luke one thirty eight: be it unto me according to your word. I wonder how many of us respond to God. God According to your word, let it be. And she conceived because she agreed with God's word. Peter says the same thing for us as believers in 1 Peter 1.23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. See, if we give our lives to Christ, and when we do, we, we are conceiving a new life, a spiritual life in us. This birth of new life begins to grow. It identifies that where Christ left eternity and came to live as a man. We take a new seed where we can live as a man, but go into eternity. It's the opposite, but it's the same seed that works. This spiritual seed It's planted in our hearts and it produces a miracle, a miracle of life. You know, new birth doesn't happen any more than babies just happen. They are conceived and we have to receive the seed, the incorruptible word of God into our life. Just like God came through seed into Mary, we receive new life. And the seed that's planted is that moment of beginning of a Christian journey. If you're a Christian, you receive the seed of the word of God in your heart, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you began a journey. You need to nurture and water that. You know, it's like if I watered, I've got some gardens I'm trying to do. And if I water dirt, nothing grows except when the weeds blow seeds in. But if I plant seeds and I grow them, and I nurture, I need a seed. All the nurturing is pointless unless I have a seed and I want the seed. In Romans 10, it says this, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And that's not a position, that's a function. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things good news, good news to mankind. But they have not all obeyed. Elias said, Lord, they have not all believed. So their faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the seed. And so church, we are called to let seed, to sow seed into our world to sow the same seed that we receive, that we, when we celebrate Christmas, we know why we celebrate it. We celebrate Christmas because Christ, God came in the flesh in humility and meekness to show us the depths of his love and compassion. And then the message comes from the angels and it should come from us. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now, we know that's not goodwill among men. Just look at the world. The world doesn't have goodwill. We have, we have had continuous wars and we will. This is not that. This is that God's heart has been shown to us. Always was, but now we see God's heart. God's heart is he has a desire and his heart toward us is peace and goodwill toward us. God has never been angry at men. Listen, God has relented at sin. He's been disappointed at sin. He's been angry at sin, but he's not been angry at you. God is not not even in a bad mood. God is doing everything he can to rescue and redeem us. And sometimes the church hasn't always proclaimed good news. We're called to declare good news to our world. God was willing to come and sacrifice His life so that good news could be declared. And and, you the funny thing is, many people around the world who don't even believe in Jesus believe in the message to have goodwill toward men. I mean, there are plenty of people who want goodwill toward one another. There are peacekeepers. There are are people who want to bring peace to people. There are people who want to ease the burdens and pains of life for others. And that's a good thing but we get it from the seed. It's something that happens from within, not something we do without. It flows to the out because we have been born of a new seed. See, it's a season where we focus on the good news of God toward men, not the bad news of our failures. And if you're anything like me, you could dwell on bad news. We can look at ourselves and see the failures. But Christmas says, look at the heart of God. Look at the goodness of God. Look at the kindness of God. Look at his passion toward us to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. That's the gospel of peace that the angels sang about. And it should be our message to a hurting world. And it should be our attitude toward one another in the house of God and to those who don't know Jesus yet. You know, there are aspects where sometimes I look at songs we sing and and there might be a theological imperfection. You know, I go, I can focus on the imperfection or I could sing about the goodness. I could sing about the grace of God. I could sing about glory to God on the highest. I could sing about his mercy and I could tell people about his grace. I could bring the gospel to people in word and deed. I know tradition messes things up. That's okay. Let's get back to the core value that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. What good news. See, Matthew tells me this in ten. Matthew 10. It tells me the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And because we have received forgiveness and salvation, the Bible says the kingdom's within us. We've been received into his family freely. How much more do we need to move us that we might share that same good news with others? Christmas is a great time to do it, but we should keep going every year, every day, every Sunday celebrating, every week sharing good news with people. In Matthew 10, it says this: As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Freely you have received, freely give. Well, God has given us eternal life through Jesus Christ, the gift of Jesus. My challenge for us, church, and others today is: if you've not received this gift of Jesus into your life, you should. And if you have, then you have a responsibility. You have freely received, you need to freely give. Let me give you just a quick in closing a couple of thoughts. This year, many of the people of this church family gave Christmas gifts to their compassion children. I'm not sure if you all did, I would suspect most of you did. That's over 200 families and children that have been blessed this Christmas around the world. Most of the ones we sponsor are in Indonesia, in Quezon City, in the slums. And there's 200 families being impacted by your generosity to give, to give the heartbeat of Christmas in an act. We sent over 100 shoeboxes into the Southeast Asia, South Pacific area. You guys did that. You packed up shoeboxes. We sent over 100 of them. Into that area. We've also provided thousands of dollars locally to numerous families facing domestic violence and poverty through the Domestic Violence Shelter, through Angels recently, through other aspects of giving into the local community as we come to this Christmas. We sent $1,500 to impoverished, starving people in places like Haiti, Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Burkina Faso, Togo, Ghana, Colombia, and Sri Lanka. We've been giving Christmas away. We've been giving our life. See, our money is our life in another form. We've been giving it away. We have received eternal life. How can I not be a free giver? How can I not be generous with good news? Good news. Good news of Jesus Christ. Good news of someone who loves me, who came. God gave us a gift. Jesus willingly came and I've been received. Into his family because I've received the gift of Jesus into my life. Well, today is an opportunity for us to give Christmas away. I know we'll be with family, but can I encourage you take Christmas not just today, but take the heartbeat of Christmas, the good news of God's love toward humanity, to your world.